0: We're going to be looking at a message today, church And we're going to be looking at the thought of how we might be able to live for the gospel You know, a lot of people find it uh, a challenge, right? To do this thing called Christianity To, uh, to, to be kind as, as we challenged in the offering To give, I, didn't I give last week? <laughs> You're asking me to give again? We're going to be looking at the subject of living for the gospel We're going to expand that a little as well to include um, Our personal responsibilities as we touched on last week My conduct Because the truth is through personal conduct And behavior Some of us today has caused people To have a really negative view Of the gospel of Christ By my conduct by my speech by my behavior by my attitudes some of us here today has caused others to have a really uh, less than positive view of of who God is and the scripture that uh, that we hold in our hand you know we want people to uh, to listen to our words and oftentimes right we want people to, uh, to hear what I'm saying but to overlook my actions. We say that to our kids, you know, don't do as I do, do as I say. Hang on, what do you mean don't do as you do? I saw you do that, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Don't look at my actions, listen to my words. But parents as well. We neglect responsibility but we require respect right you will respect me but I have a role to play our spouses husband to wives wives to husband we say one thing I love you so much I will go to the ends of the earth and back through hot coals For you, my baby. (laughs) But we do something entirely different. By your actions, by your deeds. We hear all of these promises in politics, right? We got the MPs, I think, Conservative and Labour and we're having this whole thing. I got my polling card through. Labour is going to give everybody free Wi-Fi. (laughs) don't look at my actions and how I'm misappropriating funds and doing other things listen to what I'm saying I might have made you know promises last year of free student tuition I said that it might not have materialized but don't watch that watch what I'm saying the police would say one thing and behave entirely differently. In America, the the political system is, is going crazy there because one person is saying one thing and behaving entirely differently. The question that I have for all of us to ask as the Spirit of God wants to deal with people today is why is it that it seems like people doesn't take you at your word seriously? Why is it you feel that people don't take your words very seriously? In our text that we're about to read, we have the Corinthians also being reminded that our actions often speaks louder than words. (laughs) By your deeds you shall be known, my brother, my sister. Let us read in 2 Corinthians, it's chapter 6, and it's verses 3 through to 10. And the Apostle Paul writes that we put no obstacle in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found with our ministry. Verse 4. But as servants of God, we command ourselves in every way by great endurance. In afflictions hardships calamities beatings imprisonments riots labor in sleepless nights in hunger verse 6 by purity by knowledge by patience kindness the Holy Spirit genuine love verse 7 by By truthful speech and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness in my right hand and in my left through honor and dishonor through slander and through praise we are treated as imposters and yet are true verse 9 as unknown and yet we're known as dying and behold we live as punished and yet not killed verse 10 as sorrowful yet always rejoicing as poor yet making many rich as having nothing yet possessing everything church let us pray My Father, in the name of Jesus, we come. And we pray this afternoon, my Lord, upon this word that you have inspired. Father, let us not look to our neighbor and say, yeah, that's you. Let us look to ourselves, let us look to our words. Let us look to our deeds And let us search ourselves to see if they marry up Are we true to ourselves? Are we being true to each other? My God are we honest before you today? My God I'm asking a blessing and an anointing upon your word and We ask this in Jesus name Amen. Church, the world decides whether Christianity is real by looking to Christians. My brother Ashley and Max was in town yesterday and Ashley phoned me up excitedly saying, Pastor, you know what, we had the best day evangelizing, sharing the good news of the gospel." Ashley went on to say that he met somebody earlier on in town and uh, he, he preached the gospel to them. He gave them the gospel. This is the, inst- the, 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 the word of God by which our institution is framed. He gave this stranger a word that he had never heard before. What is that gospel? Good news? What is that? Ashley and Max Gave them something which was unbeknown to them. My brothers went on and had lunch and whatever they did. Later on, they met this brother. as they, uh, this, this guy and I think his friend, two of them. They went into the, um, the pub in, in town. And as Max and Ashley was coming back, they saw these guys. And uh, the guys were so overjoyed. They kind of ran out as Ashley is telling me and said it's Max and Ashley it's Max and Ashley so they came out of the pub with the pint in hand could you imagine the scene and they started you know telling Ashley and Max about how you know what I want this God that you told me about earlier on you told me about Jesus and and how he is the saviour of mankind. And there is a hope that we can live by. That is not anchored to this world. And there is a there is an eternity. There is a hell. There is a heaven. What I say matters. And how I behave matters. I want this God that you told me about. And Ashley said, really? Do you really mean that? And he said, yeah. Because it's words, right? That's very pleasant. Ashley said... Would you pour that pint away? (laughs) You've told me this. You've just come out of the pub. Would you show that through your action? (laughs) Would you? (laughs) How much is it a pint now? £10 or something? I don't know. It's been a long time. (laughs) The guy said, you know what? Yeah. I will. He took the pint that he just bought and pulled it away in the street. Ashley said, by your confession of faith, let us pray. In the middle of the street, Max and Ashley led this brother in a sinner's prayer. Led them into salvation. But Ashley and Ashley said, I want you to bow down. And I want you to bend your knee and I want you to go on your knees and let us pray. Would you do that? <laughs> Would you? <laughs> the guy said, Yes, yes. Outside of the Weatherspoon pub, yes. In the middle of the high street, yes. Is this the way I need to react? And is this the actions that I need to show? That i would express my inner felt words to god they kneeled they prayed they received salvation the bible says you know what the whole of heaven pauses and rejoices at the salvation of one soul god rejoices to the biggest sinner to the biggest rebel to the biggest drunk it doesn't matter what you have done God will accept you. They repented of sin and received salvation. Guys, we must put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Like a jacket, His righteousness. We must put on the Lord Jesus Christ. We must make no room for the flesh. Because it always will try to fight through in everything that we do. In every intent that we have. The spirit is willing, but this flesh is so weak, we must make no room for it. You know, God has given the church the ministry of evangelism. And that is the theme of our text today. It's the effective ministry of the word of God. In verse 3 of the text that we've just read it uses that word ministry that I would cause no harm uh, what is it so that uh, no fault would maybe find may be found in 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 in, uh, in my ministry that word ministry is is an office of ministering in divine things it is an office and before God it is sacred So we are to serve. All believers are called to be servants of God. We're called to minister the word of hope. We're called to share the good news. That's the meaning of gospel. Did you know that? The gospel means good news. In Hebrews 9 and 14 it says, The blood of Jesus Christ purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God it will purify your conscience you know back in the day when I was first saved there was a time where I thought that I could never go out and preach ever never no way in in God's green earth rely being a cool guy that I am as you can see (laughs) Ever be caught on the high road speaking to people about Jesus? They will look at me like I'm crazy. I'm one of these like guys that would be like, you know, the end is near. Repent, repent. They will look at me like I'm crazy, right? In my town, with the guys that I used to run with, with the girls that I used to try and chat up outside the pub, the weather's. No way will I preach. No way will I be caught dead, you know, with a Bible, walking down the street, witnessing, are you kidding me, to share the gospel. And I started going to church and I saw the other guys and I marveled. How do they do that? Do they have no shame? Do they, do they have no, like, self-respect? That's for them. That's, that's, that's for them. You need to be... Five years saved you need to (laughs) you need to be ten years saved. You need to have met God personally to do that I say again Every christian every believer Whether new believer or an older saint Is called to be a servant of the living God And the book of hebrews says the blood of jesus christ will purify your conscience yeah but I can't pastor go out and witness because I actually had a drink last night you know uh, I have this thought of this girl in uni she's so nice and I can't go tell people about Jesus because then seriously I mean you know I'm, I'm a hypocrite the blood of Jesus purifies makes clean my conscience that sits always to accuse you from every dead works that we can serve the Living God what we must see church today is the freedom that we all have in the cross of Jesus Christ because God sets you free from slavery to sin So so that we might be uh, uh, free to serve him. I'm anchored in my sin and I can't serve him. Because my conscience knows that and it condemns me. And if my conscience is unpurified under the light of Christ and the blood that was shed upon Calvary. It will forever, forever bring condemnation and bring accusation. Against me, but the cross of Jesus Christ has set me free From that silent voice that says you can't do that You I understand him, but you seriously the cross of Jesus Christ sets us free today Sets us free from the slavery that we had to sin Sets us free that we would serve him in Romans 6 17 and 18 it says, thanks be to God. For though at one time we were slaves to sin, you have obeyed, so yeah, you have obeyed with all uh, your heart the truth found in the teaching you have received. You were set free from sin and became the slaves of righteousness. So what the Bible is saying is that I used to be a slave. Unto unrighteousness. I used to be anchored and mastered and overpowered. I used to be a slave unto unrighteousness. The sin that I would do, the fighting that I would do in town all the time, the alcohol that I used to consume, the drugs, the drink. Man, the girls! I was slave. I couldn't help myself. That's what the Bible is saying. But church, the truth is that these things, these, these things that holds us, these acts of unrighteousness, oh, it might seem like it's just some, you know, theological thought, and it's cerebral, which means it's in my mind, and I can, you know, unrighteousness sin. The truth of this is that these things leads to the spiritual strongholds that's in your life. I am anchored and still a slave to unrighteousness. And because of that. It leads to a hold. And a spiritual hold. On my mind. And on my heart. It leads to these things like depression. Depression. It leads to a manifestation of greater guilt of the shame of the fears of the anxieties I used to be a slave of unrighteousness some still are (laughs) but if you find yourself in that there is a reason for the depression that you go through it is in your acts it is in your words these manifests through drugs and drink but it could be anything else But the Bible goes on to say that now slaves to what is right. We are now slaves to righteousness. We are now, as we enter into a relationship with the living Christ, are now a slave unto church. Hallelujah. We are a slave to righteousness, to prayer, to outreaching, to purity. We are now a slave unto holiness and the gospel. So God... Has given the church the ministry of evangelism So you must honor the ministry of evangelism We must honor the ministry In the third verse it says that we, I offer no offense right That's where it started That word offense means to stumble Or to cause one to stumble It's causing one to, to be offended as, as, as so to reject the gospel I don't want my life as a self-proclaiming Christian to be a stumbling block to somebody else. Yeah, I'm a Christian. You want to go buy some weed? Yeah, I'm a Christian though. Should we go check that girl? Did you see? Did you see? As she walked past, did you see? Look, did you see? I don't want my life to be a stumbling block because of the things that I say. My brother, my sister, what kind of... What spirit are you of? That you would speak such things. I don't want to be a stumbling block. The concern that we have in our text. Is ministers and Christians being stumbling blocks. In the conversion of sinners. A sinner simply is somebody that is unrepentant. I was a sinner. I didn't want to hear anything about Christ. I don't want to hear about it. Any, any, anything semi-religious I don't want to hear about it I am unrepentant I am staunched in my position though I can see the truth I can see I have a need I can feel I have a need because the Bible says I, it testifies my heart is broken there is an emptiness I know that I know the two dimensional dimension I exist in can't be all that there is I know there's more but because of my learning, because of my position of responsibility at work, and I am a professional, um, I will not and cannot be seen uh, to be a mindless Christian. The concern that we have is Christians being a stumbling block. But the truth that we must see as a Christian, Christian. The world evaluates Christ by examining Christians. (laughs) Before those brothers made the decision that they did. They say that a decision into who you are is made in the first 10 seconds. I either buy into who you are or I reject who you are in the first 10 seconds. It's your your, uh, communication, you know, it goes far more than just what I say as we started off saying, right? It's the way that I stand. It's what I do. It's sometimes what I wear. Amen. They are evaluating Christians. They're examining yeah, examining Christians to see whether, do I go forward with this? Do I agree with what this man says? Verse three says, "The ministry must not be blamed." That word blame simply means to find fault I'm going to do all that I can And I know the unregenerated mind will always find fault They will always find fault You will give them an answer And they will give you a question You will give them an answer And you will give them a question That's something different That is someone like I used to be That simply does not want to yield I I, am argumentative And I'm going to find every way To not Agree with what you're saying. That's a phenomenon. That's not what we're talking about What we're talking about is I'm going to position myself as a Christian that I'm not going to uh, Allow them to find fault in me They will look at the Word of God and they'll talk about foolishness, which they have no understanding of But I'm going to present no no obstacle So when the world sees Christian in their bad conduct right when the world sees me, isn't that guy, you know, the guy that stands behind the pulpit each Sunday? I saw him in church. Isn't that the girl that sings in, in in praise and worship? I saw her. If I present my bad conduct in town, in my workplace, in university, if I present my attitude, yeah, I might be a Christian, but what? You can't tell me anything. If I present all of these things to a world that has no understanding of the God that I serve, I am unloving. God forbid that I am in sin still gyrating my waist to... uh, What is that? Wherever that club is. The world sees an excuse to reject Christ. Can somebody say amen? Amen? Our disobedience becomes a smear. And a blemish on the cross I say again because of our disobedience I grab some dirt and it becomes a smear and a blemish on the cross Church the reason we have to see this is that when Christians like everybody else goes through difficult times we want to act out of our feelings right Back in the world we would say you want to talk out your neck because it'd be like When we go through hard times As some in the world We as Christians often want to act out of our feelings We want to talk out of our neck But if you miss this we'll behave in the wrong way Your life will become a stumbling block church to those Instead of encouraging people to come to Christ you, you will provide an excuse for them. Amen. The way we talk to our spouse. I say I love you, but my body language and my nonverbal communication speaks entirely differently. The way that I complain. My unbelief. Oh, I know the Bible says this, that, and the other. My love of money. My dishonesty. The way that I dress. Girls and guys nowadays. (laughs) I see some guy in town the other day. The attitudes that we have, the moral compromises that we make. We make the gospel of Christ that so many martyrs died for, that God Himself came incarnate, died and gave men through the inspiration of the spirit we make this gospel look like a joke we need to rise above it church we need to rise above it we want people to listen to our words right just listen to what i'm saying just just do as i'm telling you to do but overlook my actions the truth in our text that will that will change our life that will try to that will that god is trying to recalibrate is that the world is looking for jesus in your life the world is looking for jesus the world is looking for hope the world is actually looking for something that i can actually believe in do you believe in what you what you say you do do you have the conviction to stand and tell me about this God or are you some kind of just the world is looking for Christ and they're finding it they want to find that in your life not just in your words and they don't want me to to, to turn to you know 2nd Corinthians 2 and 6 and, and read to them and we can do that that's fine I will you know Bring up an understanding to the scripture, but they're trying to find it in your life, Christian. They're trying to find it in your, in your life. Your life shows the world whether the word of the gospel is worth listening to. Your life, your conduct, your choices, your behavior shows the world whether this book that we hold on to is actually worth listening to. It's the inconvenient truth. You are the only Bible that most sinners will read. Your life. You're the only sermon that most sinners will hear. Your life. Your life is the only proof that most sinners cannot dispute. Oh, you might want to tell me about... Exodus or Deuteronomy or let me tell you about who I used to be Let me tell you about the addiction that I used to have Let me tell you about the way that I used to run the roads and act crazy And it was because of Jesus that changed my life That I couldn't do it for myself That broke the addiction, the depression, that broke the anger That broke the womanizing. Your life is the only proof that most sinners cannot dispute with. They can't argue with that. They can't argue with your testimony. You might try to argue with the Bible and all of that. A lot of people don't have understanding of scripture. And we have to love them. We have to excuse them. But you cannot dispute what God has done for me. I've tried the AA. I've tried Alcoholics Anonymous. I've tried Narcotics Anonymous. I've tried and I've tried and I've tried. And for a period it lasted. But you always fall back into type. Into your default setting. You return. It is only Christ that brings that lasting change. And your life, Christian, is a testimony that nobody can dispute. So today as we wrap up. Today we must live a life that demands faith in Christ. So what we need to do is we need to we need to live the gospel, and especially in in difficult times, don't talk out of your neck, Christians. Don't act out of your emotions, Christians. Second Corinthians six for a um, little verse five of what we just read it says in everything we uh, sorry in everything we do, we show that uh, we are God's servant by patiently enduring trouble and hardships and difficulties we have been beaten we have been jailed we have been mobbed we have been overworked and we have gone without sleep and food every opportunity for me to speak out a term I'm hungry I've, I've just, you don't know what I've just been through Every opportunity is provided here to the apostle to act out of turn. In the eighth verse, it says that we are honored and disgraced. We are insulted and praised. We are treated as liars. Yet we speak the truth. Yet we speak the truth through difficult circumstances, church, through trials and the setbacks of life we need to live out the gospel we need to live the gospel I come to 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 challenge each and every one of your faith today how are you living how are you living Christian how are you speaking how are you acting to those that don't know you but what about your brothers in church what about our sisters do we still love and respect them Women, are we still honouring and respecting our husbands? Husbands, are we still loving our wives? Are we we still speaking blessing and not cursing? Are we tearing down our houses with our own hands? Is that what we're doing? How do we do that? Let 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 us close. We do that through the influence of the Holy Spirit. As is seen in our text. In the 6th verse it says with purity. It says with knowledge. It says with patience. And with kindness. With the Holy Spirit. With genuine love. This is the fruit. And the influence. In your life. Of the Holy Spirit of God. Send your spirit God right that's what we're saying not by might not by power but by his spirit i will gain the respect in my house not by might not by power but as our scripture says with pure with purity with knowledge we need to live with each other with understanding Husband to wife. My brother uh, Ashley reminded me that we shared uh, a book with him last year The Five Love Languages. We need to minister to our husband and our wives as they want to be loved. We need to love them, not how I feel they should be loved. Yeah, hus- uh, wife, you know what? Here's his tempan, and I love you. I don't want your ten pan. I want your quality time. I want you to to sit down and to talk to me so that we would have, as it says here, knowledge. That is understanding. Five love languages, right? Great book, I would highly recommend it every married couple and those that desire marriage. The five love languages. It is the fruit and influence of the Holy Spirit in our lives that will enable us. Christ makes this possible, church, as I move uh, quickly to to close. Christ makes this possible. Our Lord and our... Savior, Through the Holy Spirit Enables us and makes this possible By giving us the power of God Through the gospel As we read we have more faith And as we have more faith we can apply these things It changes the way that I speak It changes the way that I behave It changes the way that I interact With my brother and my sister And my wife and the greater people Out there in Bournemouth It is Jesus living in me Spirit living in me that changes my spirit and changes my attitude it is jesus that makes this possible by giving us the power that dynamis through the gospel as i have faith in the 7th verse it says that uh, the corinthians given it says that uh, it says, uh, that the corinthians have been given the, the message of truth the power of God. Righteousness as a weapon in both my right and my left. My right and my left. That is significant to, in your scriptures actually. It might say to, to attack and to defend. It is, a, it is an imagery of a sword in the one hand and a shield in the other. Sword in the one hand and shield in the other. Seventh verse. We have this message of truth. Which is our bible right? Our sword. The power of God. That is his word as we apply our faith to it. That we would have righteousness as a weapon in our right hand and in our left to to defend and to attack. So as we wrap up. The hope that we have as we leave here. Is that life that declares the reality of the gospel. As we leave. We will have a a life, a real faith that as we live it, as we walk it, as we declare it, it is in us because it has changed us. It is real. It is the life that declares the reality of the gospel. This isn't just some antiquated book that you might think. Because if you look into it and you mix that with faith, It would bring such life. These words will come to reality. It will come to life in your life. It will come to exist, manifest in your life. The world would know that we have something real in Jesus. As this is active in our life. In the 10th verse, that we finish. In the amplified uh, version of the Bible. It says, as grieving and mourning, yet we are always rejoicing. As poor ourselves, yet bestowing riches to many. As having nothing, and yet in reality, possessing all things. Just imagine, if we, if when the world looks at your life, they don't know you. They don't know you. But imagine, as when the world looks at your life, like these brothers saw my brother Max and saw my brother Ashley, that they would want the Lord. I don't know what it is about that guy, but there's something on him that I want. It is, it is, it is winsome. It is. I like it. I don't. I. I can't put it into words. But there's something about that guy imagine if the world would look at you like that that they would want to receive the good news that we know to be a reality because there is testimony upon testimony here in this house today that our attitude would glorify the living God that my words would glorify the living God I might not have a million Pounds in the bank But that doesn't give me an excuse I still have joy I still have hope I still have faith I still have dignity And I will not allow the world to Reduce me to going out And shot in some bags again As a girl I will not allow the world to conform me Now to raise my skirt up sir Right Imagine if the The world saw you and said, you know what? There's something about that girl. There is something about that guy. So as we leave here, I pray that the spirit would convict us to live our lives that encourages people to come to Christ. To live a life of honest and true Christianity in our relationships, one unto another, with my brother and my sister let us reflect the glory of God in Christian love in revering my sister, my brother higher than myself in my marriage that I will honor my wife and I would respect and I would cover her that is the image of Christ he comes in and he he protects me he puts a shoulder to the world and to sin as I'm behind him and says no, you're not getting past me that's my, that's my that's my, girl. That's my child. Are you crazy? I pray that we would walk out of here with a conviction for our marriages. That you know what? Let Christ be glorified in our marriage. Let Christ be glorified in our home. And with the kids. And with the family. And in this church. Let us be an example that encourages in the community. Let us be an example that encourages in the streets. In our work, in our school, university, as we're going to the gym, even the home gym. (laughs) I pray and I would encourage each and every person under the sound of my voice. That we would have something on us that the word would say, you know, I'm not sure what is on this guy, but he's different. He's different. Amen. Let's bow our heads and, and close our eyes amen we're finished hallelujah so that was pastor Early Topping and his song without love we're going to look today at the subject of, of love funny enough <laughs> we're looking we're going to be reading from the uh, from the book of Corinthians uh, we're actually going to be reading from 2nd Corinthians so 2nd Corinthians is chapter 6 uh, verses 11 through to 13 So it's 2nd Corinthians chapter 6 And that's verses 11 through to 13 Church there was a time before I was ordained as a pastor In Walthamstow, in the body, as as it's known. Where I was involved in so many ministries. I was involved in the praise and worship. I was involved in the choir. I was a leader in the congregation. I was the new believer's leader, which meant I would receive everybody. I was new to church. I would train them. I would teach them. What the Bible says. Alongside that, outside of church, there was a local initiative called Street Pastor. So I was also a Street Pastor, and I would go out at the weekends. I was in part; I was part of the the drama ministry. So every day, from Monday through to Sunday, I was in ministry. So I was ministering to the people of God or I was preparing to minister to the people of God and you know for a time as I was doing this month after month year after year there was a time that I came to the point in all of my ministries where I just kind of ran dry I just kind of I kind of lost the point of what true ministry was about, you know? I got so busy moving from this ministry to that ministry, uh, being, you know, uh, all that I was called to be as a as a leader in the congregation, with all the responsibilities that comes with it, uh, I kind of just lost track of what it was, what ministry really was. How many people know that ministry can sometimes be a thankless task you're doing things for other people but through my busyness and through my activity I I kind of lost sight of that ministry is to show people the love of God that's what ministry is but sometimes you get so busy and so wrapped up in doing that you forget to be Ministry is to show people The love of our Lord Jesus Christ We often do things that we should Without loving what we should We often do the things that we, we do without, without really loving people the way, that we, the, way, the way that we should And church this really applies in relationships as well With our spouses, with our wives, with our husband, over time, things become kind of of mundane. We've been married so long, I know she would wake up, she would do this, she will ask me that. It becomes kind of routine. And if you're not careful, you'll start doing relationship by numbers. So in the mornings, number one, I wake up, I say good morning babe, I give her a kiss. Number two, we go to the bathroom, we brush our teeth. Number three, there's no love. There's no connection. This applies to our parents. You know, you give them, you know, I moved out when I was 17 years old, late 16, 17 years old. And ever since I got my independence, I didn't want to, you know, I had a hellish upbringing. It was terrible. So I didn't really want to go back there. <laughs> so my relationship with my parents was just really, you know, you give them just enough time to, for them to be okay and them not to chew your ear off. You give them just enough respect, just enough consideration for, for them to be appeased, to be happy. What we're talking about applies to our children as well. We're all very busy people, and we know that, you know, we have busy lives. We'll go out, we'll work, and we do all of these things, and that we should. We work and we provide all that they need. So what is this that you're asking me now? To spend time with my children? To to talk to my children? To love my children? To connect with my children on a meaningful level? I'm doing for them, am I not? I'm doing for my wife am I not I'm doing for my parents hello okay okay bye am I not but this also applies to our ministry but to you it may be a burden like it came to me I was doing so much in the body that I was burdened by it you're involved but you've lost the love You're not connected anymore. Before we start, I want to frame a question. Let me ask a question. Because in your your life, where where you are right now, in your relationships with parents and kids and work and, and all that you have, in your ministry, are you just going through the motions, are you just giving words, platitudes, when people really need your heart, you're doing so much for God, you're going through the motions so much, but are you just, are you just going through the motions? Is there actual connection between what you're doing and who it is you're working for? Because in our text, as we're about to look into it, Paul reminds us of one of the most critical aspects of serving God. I've entitled this, uh, this message, The Ministry of Love. Ministry of Love. And it's taken from 2 Corinthians 6, 11 through to 13. Let us read together verse 11 says we have spoken openly to you Corinthians Our hearts has been opened wide We are not withholding our affections from you But you withhold but you are withholding yours from us. I Speak as my children as a proper response open your heart to us church let us pray father in the name of jesus we pray upon this word today we're looking at the subject lord of love we're looking at the subject of ministry we're looking at the subject of doing anything of any worth lord whether that in our relationship our marriage our friendships, Father. We're looking at this subject of being connected in love. I'm asking, my Lord, Father, as we look into this word, that you would minister and that you would speak to your people, that you would remind your people once again of the importance of love. Father, I'm asking a blessing be upon your house. And every soul that you have called out this afternoon, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Church, Jesus said that men will be known, that men will know that you are his disciples because of the love that you have one unto another. True servants of the gospel must labor so people can know the love of Christ. I say again, true servants of the gospel of Jesus Christ, they must labor. We're doing many labors. But they must labor so that people may know the love of God. My first point is that God demonstrated His ministry of love at the cross. At the cross of Calvary, like we look at every week, God came incarnate. And demonstrated his ministry of love towards mankind through the cross of Calvary. The theme that we're looking at in our text today is servants who demonstrate their love. In the 11th verse it says that all believers are called to serve the cause of the cross. All believers are called to serve that ministry of love. In Hebrews 9 and 14 it says how much more with the blood of Jesus Christ Whom through the eternal spirit offer himself without blemish to God cleanse our conscience from dead works So that we might serve the living God we looked at this uh, this this uh, scripture last week There is so many things in us Whether in our past whether the violations whether it our mindsets Whether it traditional culture That inhibits us from serving the living God Because our heart condemns us Because of my culture Because of the violations that has happened to me I can't do that In our text it says that the blood of Jesus Christ Through his ministry of love Would cleanse us That we might serve him In our text, it speaks of the word heart, right? My heart was open towards you. My Italian connection would know that, well, maybe not, but okay. The heart in the Greek means cardia. Cardia? No? Okay. Well, in the Greek, it's cardia. <laughs> so in our text, it speaks of the word heart. My heart, Paul says, towards you was open. In the Greek, that word heart means "cardia." It is the center and seat of our spiritual life. My heart. It is the soul or the mind. It is as to the fountain and the seat of my thoughts. Of my passions, my heart. It is the seat of my desires and my appetites and my affections, my purpose. It is as of to my understanding, my heart. It is the seat of my intellect and intelligence. So my heart, as the Bible would would explain, would in the Greek, kardia, it is it refers to my feelings and to my thoughts. But then it goes on to say that my heart, my feeling, my thoughts, the seat of my emotion and my desire. Was laid to bear, was open wide. It says that my heart was enlarged toward you in our text. That word enlarged might be oversimplistic, but it simply means to be made broad. I was enlarged. I was large for somebody. I welcomed somebody. I embraced them in love. That's what in context it means. I increased in breadth of sympathy. understanding because we know that the heart is the seat of understanding so what the Apostle here is saying that my understanding for you my sister my brother that my love for you my sister my brother that all that I desire for you was made big but for you it wasn't the same way when you enlarge in your ministry church just as a side note when you engage to do anything for God when you engage in this ministry of love as we're looking at in loving others in caring for others in supporting others in giving yourself to other people the first thing to be targeted by the enemy as you present it will be your heart you give of yourself my brother my sister I give of myself I guarantee it's gonna not be very long in ministry, as you minister and you help other people, that they're gonna give, oof, <laughs> give you a good kick straight in your heart, and that is what Paul is saying here. My heart was laid bare, was open towards you, but for you, it wasn't the same. This is why, church, we must know the love of the cross of Jesus Christ. We have to, it has to be settled in us. The only thing that brings sustained fulfillment is the love of God. You know, whatever, what anyone on, yeah, yeah. We have to be reconciled with the love of God. Church, because, you know, what everybody needs on this planet is love. Love what everybody is desiring on the face of this earth is love it's only love but uh, uh, and this love um, cannot be fulfilled this craving this this desire that we all have it can't be fulfilled with with relationships the relation the, the, the love that we crave church isn't uh isn't horizontal between man and woman and woman and man that thing that we that is innate in us we so desperately need isn't horizontal but it's vertical it's vertical that craving and that desire that we need comes from God it is vertical we need and it must come from God It is a need that we have. And unless you get this fulfillment from God, you will spend your whole life unfulfilled. Man will let you down. Women will break your heart. (laughs) But I declare today that God will never let you down. Ephesians 3:17 and 19. This is Paul prays for the church. And he says that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend, with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ. That surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That is Ephesians 3 and 17 and 19. Church Christ fulfills. Nothing else can fulfill you. There is nothing else that can that can that can bring you the lasting. Love, The lasting peace, the lasting satisfaction. What you're craving for and what the world is searching for is the love of God. I spent most of my youth searching for the love of God. I thought it was the the drugs that, that would give you that love. Those ecstasies are called love pills, love doves, and you're filled with euphoria, but it passes. You meet a pretty girl or a pretty guy and for a moment you're in love, but it passes, it dissipates. Nothing in this world would suffice, nothing in this world would fill and bring lasting fulfillment. It is the love of God that you crave it is not found vertically you're searching you're searching the world what is it that I need do I need do I need two girls I've I've got one girl maybe I need two girls do I need now to take more drugs maybe I need that drink that's what I need to bring me that fulfillment there is something in us that is craving we're searching the old preachers used to say that there's a there's a hole in us that only christ can fill it is not found vertically it is found horizontally it can't be fulfilled by keeping our schedules Oh, We're very busy people. We've got to do this by this day and by doing that we're engaged in the ministry of God We're working for God. We have a mandate, right? We've got a calling and we're supposed to do this by a certain thing We're trying to create something out of nothing. We're working our religion comes into it Our religiosity comes into it. Then it becomes about us. It becomes about our success. Maybe about the money We can't be fulfilled by sex We can't be fulfilled by pleasures guys we will never be fulfilled with people that cannot fill this hole it is God so the first point is that God has given a ministry that ministry was love God himself came incarnate and says I have a ministry I have a ministry, and that ministry is to minister to the broken. I demonstrate that ministry by going to the cross. God demonstrated the ministry of love through the cross. So today, we must also come to that place where, as God demonstrated His ministry, oh, I've lost my place in my sermon, <laughs> that we also would demonstrate the ministry. Toward that cross as well and that's the ministry that we need To 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 fulfill ourselves There is something that we need to engage with as christ engaged that he would minister that love Now he passes that mantle onto each and every one of us that as we engage in that same ministry That we would gain that purpose and that fulfillment. It is the ministry that you would be fulfilled that you would be fulfilled You must demonstrate the ministry of love as servants that we must demonstrate the ministry that has been passed on to us as servants because the concern that we have in our text is loveless christianity (laughs) what is that a paradox loveless christianity i thought we were all loving The subject in our text is loveless Christianity. In the King James Version, in the twelfth verse, it says that you are not uh, um, straightened in us but we are straightened in your own bowels. This is why I often like to use other uh, versions of the same text, to just bring understanding. Because that word in the in the in the old English straighten means to make narrow. As I straighten, I I make narrow. It is it is there is a lacking of room. Paul is saying that I don't lack room for you. In my heart, I lack no room for you. But you lack room for me in your heart. That's what he's saying. I don't lack room. In my heart for you, but you lack room for me. So it is loveless Christianity. The truth that we must come to, church, is that the gospel is the ministry of love. Corinthians lacked love for Paul. In 2 Corinthians uh, 12 and 15, it says that I will very gladly. Spend and be spent for you Though the more abundantly I love you The less I am loved by you 2nd Corinthians 12 and 15 But in 1st Corinthians 1 11 and 12 Paul speaks about the division that's going on in the church that he's planted in 1st Corinthians 9 verse 1 and 2 Paul is speaking about the Corinthian church questioning his apostleship but I love you why do you question me why is there division why is there a strife in 2 Corinthians 10 and 10 the Corinthian church is criticizing Paul's preaching loveless Christians church the reason we have to see this why am I saying the reason we have to see this is that we're all called to be servants of the gospel But if we miss this, we would end up with a loveless gospel. We are all called to be servants of the gospel. If we don't recognize this point, we would end up with a loveless gospel. A loveless church. We would end up with a loveless prayer life. I'm going through the motions, aren't I, Pastor? You told me to pray, so I'm praying. Ah, what do you want? We're going through the motions. We would end up having a loveless marriage. I'm going through the motions, woman. What do you want me to do? You would end up with a with a loveless relationship, daughter to mother, mother to daughter, father to son. If we don't recognize what we're speaking about here today, we would end up loveless. Loveless and empty relationships. We often do the things that we should, but without loving the way that we should. We often do the things that we should, but without loving like we really should. We just go through the motions. Well, let's bring it to a let's bring it to let's bring some context and meaning, because the truth in our text that will will hopefully change our mind towards this thing. ...that will hopefully change our life if we were to apply it. Is that all religious labours and efforts are useless... ...if your heart is not in it. I say it again. All of my efforts, all of my endeavours... ...but I've got a mandate, it doesn't matter. But I'm doing something very important, it doesn't matter. If your heart isn't connected, it's not in it, it is useless... It is love behind what you do that makes what you do acceptable before god like in our offering if i don't want to give and i just um, here's 20 quid how much do you want here it's futile it is the love behind what you do what makes what you do acceptable before god So he's not impressed with how much you're doing. But I'm very busy, you know, Pastor. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I hardly get any sleep, you know. God is not impressed in how much you're doing. He knows he needs to know how much you care. Is this your lifeblood? Are you connected with what you're doing? Do you, uh, because as we understood the heart, right? we, We looked into the Greek and we understand that this is my passion. This is my appetite. This is the seat of my, you know, my desire. Is your desire connected? Is your heart connected? In 1 Corinthians 13, 1 and 3. As my brother Ernie so eloquently sang, it came from this. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Verse 2. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all the knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, I have nothing and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I give my body to be burned but have not love it profits me nothing Church, the place that we must come to is that our labor that we would labor so people can know the love of God as we work, it is as unto God. We connect. My desire—I want to do this. This is the seed of what I do. It's not because of some religiosity, because of some calling, because of some mandate. Because if it is, you would have a passion. You would have a desire. The the the, the prophet said, "Oh, I wish that I would stop preaching." but when I did it was like fire locked up in my bones I had to preach I had to share the Word of God I had to do what God had called me to do is that your desire today if you have no love and the Bible says it is it is wasted what we need to do, church, is we need to show others the love of Christ. We need to show others the love that God has shown us. In verse 13, again in the, old, in the uh, King James, it's, it uses that, that word recompense. But in, in your version it says that I have made known. I have, I have uh, repaid in the same way what we need to do, how we need to do that. We need to, like in our text. We need to enlarge our heart Verse 13 says We need to make broad our heart That we would welcome people That are different from me That I would embrace with love That I would increase the breadth of my Empathy And sympathy But he's not like me That my heart would be enlarged that God that you would enlarge my heart that God you would replace this heart of stone I have no feeling for other people I have no empathy for other people my God that you would enlarge my ability to love and to understand that you would increase me That I would love my brethren. That I would pray for them. That I would encourage them. That I would communicate to them. That I would send them a text. That I would give them a call. That I would visit them. Practical things. Lord, that you would enlarge me. Fill me with your word. Give me understanding. That I may in turn show them the love that you showed me. A wretch like me and undeserved, like me, my God, that I would be enlarged. That I would love people who show me no love. We know that ministry comes with a lot of uh, disappointments, right? You love people. People take it and spit in your face. (laughs) But I was there for you. People will turn their back on you. You betrayed my confidence. Sometimes it comes with no thanks and no gratitude, but that we would love people, even when they don't love us. What well, Pastor, I have been burned in the past. I have trusted and I have loved people. And you know what that, you know where that led me? To disappointment, to being, to being, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, violated, to, 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 that we would love again. That we would Luke uh, uh, six and twenty seven says to love your enemy, do good to those that hate you. That we would endure hardships to bring people the gospel. It's not often easy to come alongside a brother or a sister and tell them, Hey, you know what? I love you, man. I love you, bro. Bro, why, why, why are you telling me that, bro? I just want to let you know that in spite of what you might have said. I, don't, I love you man as, as Christ loves me I love you man in 2nd Corinthians 6 4 and 5 it says instead as ministers we commend ourselves in everything with great endurance by afflictions by hardships by great endurance I always said that by afflictions yeah by hardships by difficulties in verse 5 by beatings by imprisonment by riots by labors, by sleepless nights, by times of hunger. God is saying that we know it is not easy. It is not the most natural thing for you to love your enemy. How is that done? God says that you must be willing to suffer. We must be willing to sacrifice we must be willing to let go let go of the hurt we must be willing to release those that has violated our trust i trusted you man we must be willing to give once again of our time of our effort of our love of our money but guys it is Our Lord and Saviour that makes this possible It is not in me I am in me left To my own self I am but a base Man All I'm interested in is filling my belly But with God 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 makes it possible By elevating me above my Base nature By giving me His love By giving me his Holy Spirit He enables me that I may enable another person. Galatians 5 and 22 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love. It is love. Oh God, that you would fill me with your Spirit once again. 2 Corinthians 5 14 and 15, it says, For the love of Christ controls me. It is his love that controls my actions. He goes on to say, Because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might live no longer, sorry, that that those (laughs) who live might no longer live to themselves, but for him whom for their sake died and raised. Apologies there but that I may no longer live for myself, myself, it's it's all me, my appetites, uh, what I want, it's on my time, it's me, 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 if you don't like it, then God is saying, die to self, die to your will, I know you've been violated, I know the words of man has come and has changed your mind, thinking about yourself, your worth. Think about your ministry and those around you. But God would say, Die to self. No longer think of yourself always. For your sake, Christ died that we might rise. We have hope, church, because we are charged as Christ was with a ministry of love. We're charged with the ministry of love. Imagine if you showed other people the love of Christ. No matter how they treat you. No matter how they speak to you. Disregard you. Disrespect you. Overlook you. Imagine if in your life. You would show others. The love of Christ. Because of what God has done for you. And because he has filled you with his Holy Spirit. Once again you can go again. I can go again how would that look well that would be a powerful testimony to the gospel of our Lord and Savior that you don't live by this world and what this world does and thinks but you are controlled by the Word of God You are renewed. You are a a new creature. Your mind thinks differently. I experience disappointments differently to how the world does. I view my life differently. That would be a powerful testimony of your life before man of the glory of God and his gospel. And his gospel to bring change. So I pray, church, as we leave this house... That we would have a conviction that we would walk out and pray. Oh God, my Father, that You would enlarge my heart. Left to my own devices, I'm but at my base nature, grunting and snorting like an animal, forever trying to fill myself, you know, horizontally with all the world has is it women yeah snort 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 is it drunk yeah snort snort without god we are but animals debased without the spirit of god without the love of god we are but unsaved unregenerated sinners so we will fill our flesh with whatever we want but oh that the conviction of this week in your prayer would be that my God that you would enlarge my heart in my relationship with my wife in my home in my family with the kids that you would enlarge my heart that it is not relationship by numbers friendship by numbers ministry by numbers let my heart be enlarged that it would be a desire That I would have an understanding of what it is I'm engaged with. That my heart would be engaged. You've given me ministry. Well then let my heart be controlled by you. Let me have a passion. Because I know that without it, it is futile. It will be tested as a fire. And when the fire comes, does it burn up? Is it crumbling around you you're putting your finger I don't know what's going on pastor why is it not working out why is it so difficult my brother my sister God has been charged with a ministry of love and so have you your heart the seat your soul has to be engaged if it is a ministry and a work of God it has to be you have to have that connection the Spirit of God will enable you As we close The reward of the ministry of our love Just want to close with with the final scripture And that is Matthew 25 And it's 34 through to 40 The reward that we have For our ministry of love More than superficial God wants to call you beyond that And deeper into his love Matthew 25, 34, and 40. says, then the king will say to those on the right hand, Come, you, who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. And I was thirsty and you gave me drink. A stranger... And you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick. And you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous. I say again. Then the righteous. Will answer him saying Lord. When did I see you hungry and feed you. Or thirsty and give you a drink. And when did I see you a stranger and welcome you. Or naked or and, and clothed you? And when did I see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer him and say, Truly, I say to you, as you did, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me also. As you did it to one of the least of my brothers, you did it to me. Why is it important that I care about what I do, that I'm engaged with what I do? Surely I can just go through the motions. I'm doing it and I, God would say no. It's of vital importance. Because where your heart is, we know, that is where your treasure is. If you don't treasure what you're doing, your heart won't be there. Your heart won't be there. Oh, that our Lord will enlarge us to care, to love. We are wounded, but he will bind us. He will heal us. If we will cry out to him, Father, help me to love. Help me to engage in the ministry of love. Because we have been charged, each and every one of us. Teach me how to do that. Amen. 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 Let us pray. Father, before you, every eyes are closed and every head is bowed.